Away to O'Connor, head down. Anari goes left through the hands of Vissania, through the hands of Lowe. Flanders, for my, for my left wing corner, scores the try. Tian Falcon, 47 metres from the post. In he goes, smacks it towards the upright. So much height on the ball. Oh, between the uprights, it goes. Penalty goal, Hawks Bay. They lead by 34 to 22. And that was the final score. Hawks Bay 34, the Muckhaw 22, a bruising encounter in Napier. Hawks Bay out to a 17-3 lead after 16 minutes. Tasman surge back behind just 24-19 at half time, but a second try to Magpies winger Neria Fumai put the log of wood out of reach. That was the radio commentary, of course, Grant Nisbet, the voice of rugby, called the game for Sky. He joins us now. How are you, Nisbo? G'day, Jason. Good, thanks, mate. That's the story. Before the game, I thought Tasman would win that match. Did you feel the same way? Well, I looked at the two teams and I thought it was pretty evenly matched. I think, um, you know, when you look at the Tasman players who weren't there, it made it pretty tough on the ones who remained. And um, it's a pretty team. It's been pretty much the same with a few exceptions for the last couple of years. I've got to be honest, when I looked at the two teams, I thought maybe Hawks Bay would, uh, would edge it. Yeah, it's and do you think it was the consistency of selection and, and the fact that they have been able over the past couple of years, as you say, to, to field a, a very, very consistent lineup? Yeah, I think that is the case. Uh, you know, they've got some good combinations going. When you look at so the midfield has been pretty stable. Uh, the locking combination, I think the loose forward trio, quite outstanding yesterday. So I think that's right. When you look at, uh, and I did, I went back and had a look at the Hawks Bay team from last year. And there really haven't been too many changes. So it's a, it's a real luxury for the coaches that they've been able to feel pretty much the same combinations. How much of a factor uh, was Hawks Bay's fast start? Because they came out of the blocks, didn't they? Yeah, it's the sort of start you'd expect from the challengers, really, isn't it? It's not normally the holders who do that sort of thing. And they flew out of the blocks, as you say. They had those three converted tries or three tries on the board very early in the piece, 17-3. to three, And that's a, that's a very, very handy lead. And then, of course, Tasman lost one of their key players in Quinton Strange, which didn't help the cause at all. But they fought back really well, and they were right back in it at half time. And I thought at half time, and the score had been fairly, I mean, there'd been a lot of points scored in that first half. I thought normally what happens in these games is that, you know, with the defences tiring, we're going to see a lot of points in the second half. But in fact, we didn't. And the defences are really uh, shored up. And uh, it was a very tight second half. Anyone in particular, Nisbo, stand out for you for, for either side? Oh, I thought Marino Michele Tu'u, the number six for Hawks Bay, uh, we made him our kind of man of the match. He got three points in the Dwayne Monkley medal. I thought he was outstanding, actually, and he's, um, he's an established super rugby player, and he certainly showed that yesterday. He was, he was outstanding, and in combination with, uh, with Flanders at number eight and also Brendan O'Connor, I thought before the game that the loose forward trio uh, for Hawks Bay was going to be very, very uh, influential, and sure enough, they were. I also thought uh, Inari at halfback, you know, he's the guy that um, who's moved from uh, Canterbury. And, of course, without Fakatava and uh, Weber, they were just lacking Weber at number nine, and he has slotted in really, really well. I thought he was very, very good as well. Ash Dixon wouldn't have to buy a beer in Hawks Bay for a while, would he? I don't know, he probably hasn't bought one for a while. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. He's um, he, he's something of a hero in those parts, isn't he? And uh, 
I think I made the comment yesterday that, you know, he, he's the sort of heart and soul of provincial rugby in New Zealand, but of course he's better than that. He's, uh, he's also an outstanding uh, Maori All Black and also a wonderful super rugby player. And uh, many people would say that he he's deserved over the years to become an All Black and doesn't look as though that's going to happen. But nevertheless, uh, he is very much the heart and soul and they'll find it very hard to replace him. I believe he's heading off to, I think it's Japan um, and Hawke's Bay will be, will, um, you know, they'll miss him. As far as All Blacks are concerned, we have one in this game who's going to hop on a plane on Thursday. Shannon Frizzell, he started at, uh, well, played at number eight for Tasman. Uh, what did you make of him and, and, and what do you foresee for him in the All Blacks picture for the uh, remaining five test matches of the year? Well, it's interesting. Um, I, I would imagine he'll have to undergo a medical because he never looked really comfortable. He went down quite early in the game and had quite a bit of attention. And then uh, it happened again in the second half. It was a wee bit hard to determine exactly what the issue was. It might have been a shoulder or something. And when he did leave the field, he looked a bit uh, bunged up, it's got to be said. So um, I imagine he'll have to go through a medical. And if he gets through that all right, then he's away. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting because, you know, the All Blacks have got some pretty established uh, number sixes. He played eight yesterday, but he's really an established All Black number six. And when you look at the way that um, uh, particularly Ethan Blackadder has played on the All Black Tour so far, and Akira Ioani, who is not quite as consistent as we'd like, but uh, on his day can be outstanding. It'll be pretty hard for Frizzell, I think, to uh, to inject himself in there. But, um, you know, he's played 13 test matches for the All Blacks and he's played pretty well. So um, if he makes it on the plane, and I hope he does, then I'm sure he'll become a pretty integral part of that uh, of that squad. Mm. And uh, Sam Kane got through uh, an hour or so yesterday for uh, for King Country, not far from where you were in Topor. So he'll he'll hop on the plane too. Sam Whitelock played the whole game on Friday night for Wellington against Canterbury, including Golden Point extra time and Dane Coles also. So uh, the reinforcements are on their way for the All Blacks, and I guess that can only be a good thing uh, as they as they you know embark on the final uh, five matches of their year. Yeah, look, there's some tough games to come, really, and uh, when you look at it. Uh I mean, the USA and Washington, um, okay, that's a given, I suppose. And maybe Italy is a bit of a given too. But the other three test matches, Wales, Ireland and France, are all going to be tough and they're going to need experience. My word, Sam Whitelock's got a motor, hasn't he? Um, He just keeps on going and going and going. And for a bloke who hadn't played any rugby for, I don't know, probably a month, five weeks, maybe six weeks, to be able to play out 80, what, five minutes, I think he played, and still look as fresh at the end as he did at the start was quite remarkable. Coles looked good too. Um, I guess the only guy they're missing now from that experienced group is uh, Aaron Smith, but they knew all along that he wasn't going to be there. So, um, yep, they'll be well and truly uh, looking forward to those sort of blokes coming on board. And you had two fairly uh, partisan Hawks Bay men with you in commentary yesterday, didn't you? Izzy Dag and Ian Smith. That'd have been smiling yeah. afterwards. That'd have been smiling yeah, afterwards, they were, wouldn't they? Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think they were a little bit nervous before the game. I think they felt that uh, maybe, you know, Tasman, um, who uh, don't forget, have won the uh, premiership for the last two years, admittedly with a slightly better team than they had on the park yesterday. But nevertheless, they posed a real threat. But uh, yeah, they were very happy after the game. I bet they were. Nisbo, thanks for your time, mate. I appreciate it very much. Good on you, Jason. Cheers. Cheers, mate. That's Grant Nisbo, of course.